Okay, how we doing? We all right? How we doing? We all right? People half asleep. Uh, welcome to the Rim Factory seminar stream. I'm Joe. Uh, Going to be a nice chilled one. Really, across these next few days in the Rim Factory seminar stream, they just want to, in fact, just so I ain't got to keep spinning around, uh, maybe, can I just ask you boys just to kind of go and sit around the back there? Is that... Is it? You're not VIP though, so if you could just go around here, that'd be, that'd be great. So, is that alright if you just shuffle around? Because I keep having to spin right around. Yeah, don't try and mix it in me, brother. It'd be bad for you, man. Um, I've got a mic and you haven't, so... Well, um, yeah, welcome to the Rim Factory stream. The idea really is to take some stories about Jesus um, and really just pull out some principles from them. So we're going to kind of take some parables that Jesus told, well, I am anyway, one parable, and pull out some ideas uh, and really what can we learn from it and then we're just gonna just got some friends that are coming we're just gonna kind of chat about it a little bit and ask some questions I'm gonna ask them some questions uh, and just a chance for us just to think all right what there's lots of stories about Jesus but it's great for us to think a little bit well how what does it mean for me in my life and what does it mean for us today and so we live in a in a generation where we're very self-obsessed we think about ourselves a lot some people call it a me 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 generation you know we've got kind of our social media is lens around ourselves, posts about ourselves, about our stories, what we're doing, what we're about. A lot of songs that you listen to are a lot about me. And this is nothing new. For years and years, I remember when I was young, there was a song, Me, Myself and I. There's, we're in a culture where we always just think about number one. We're taught, look out for number one first. Make sure you're all right. If you're all right, then that's cool. And if other people aren't, then that's their problem, as long as you're sweet. And so that's the kind of culture that we live in. That's the culture that you live in, that I live in, that we've grown up in. But Jesus' teachings are very, very, very different to that. And we know that. Jesus teaches something completely different and completely radical. And so I just want to share a story from, I guess, what, what Jesus says. It's a story about the Good Samaritan. Hands up if you heard the story of the Good Samaritan before. Something that we sometimes teach to kids and little people. You're right, mate. Um, so um, I feel like I've gone a bit weird. Is that maybe going a bit weird? Am I all right? I'm all right. All right. Thank you for that feedback, Tim. Um, the story of the Good Samaritan. But before I do that, I, I was thinking about how we're always obsessed with ourselves, right? And how we always look out for our own interests. And I was thinking about back to when I was in school. Uh, who's in year 10? Anyone here in year 10? Oh, no, I think it's year 11. Who's in year 11? Anyone? When I was in year 11, my school had what we call the top and the bottom playground. Now, the bottom playground was really busy. A lot of kids were down there. And then there was like these steps... And it was a massive wall, and then you went up to the top playground. And so what often people would do is you could, like, lob things from the top playground down into the bottom playground. Now, one of my mates, his name's Ryan. Everyone say Ryan. He's got to sleep. Everyone say Ryan. Ryan. My mate Ryan, they used to sell these, like, things called, like, like pasta pot in the school canteen. And they were dry. I don't know why. Do they still sell them things in schools? It's dry, rubbish. Anyway, my mate Ryan buys this pasta pot. And he's had a couple of bits of it, and he's like, this is dead, I don't want it. So rather than throwing it away, we're standing there. He obviously is open. He thought, you know what, I'll just launch it over the wall. So he's launched it over the wall, and it's gone flying down, and it's covered a few people and a teacher in pasta, which obviously is funny. So we all then ran off, or me and Ryan ran off. Now, maybe you've been in this situation in school before, because what happened was then I got called. I was like in my next lesson, you know when the teacher comes and says, oh, can I have... You know, joking, he needs to come and see the head teacher. So I'm thinking, why? So anyway, I'm sitting in the head teacher's office. The head teacher's there, and there's another teacher there. And they were doing this thing where, you know, when, you, um, when a teacher tries to tell you, they were like, ah, oh, um, you threw a pasta pot over the playground. And I'm like, no, I didn't. 
And then when teacher says, no, you did because I saw you. And you're thinking, you didn't see me because I didn't do it. Anyone ever been falsely accused at school before by a teacher? You're like, no, no, I saw you do it. And you're like, no, you, you didn't see me do it because I didn't do it. So you didn't see anything. So I'm sitting there, but they were talking about, you're gonna, you know, a load of other things, but you're going to probably get excluded for a couple of days. So I'm thinking, this is so long. Now, turn to the person next to you and tell them what you would do in that situation. Would you tell them it was my friend Ryan? Because they're saying, if it wasn't you, then who was it? Or do you keep quiet? Turn to the person next to you, tell them what you'd do. Okay, right. Hands up. Hands up if you're a snake. Hands up if you're like, you know what, straight, I'll just tell the teacher. I'm not even, listen, it's not mucking about. I can't take any more beatings from my mum. Right. Hands up if you just hold it down and say, I'm not going to say anything. That was the camp I was in. I was thinking, and in that story, in that moment, I thought I was like the good Samaritan. I thought, you know what, look at me, I'm... I'm going to take this on because I don't want my friend Ryan to get in trouble. That's what maybe I was thinking. But really, when you think about it, the motive behind it wasn't because it was actually still about me. It wasn't because I didn't want Ryan to get in trouble. It's because I didn't want people to think I was a snake or that I was a grass. So even when you think, ah, I'm just doing this because I want someone else to be all right, it wasn't really about Ryan at all. In fact, I wanted Ryan to come and own up and say it was him. And in the end, he did. I think one of my friends persuaded him. But when you think about that story, sometimes you think, ah, all the time, usually, our own self is at the heart of what we're doing. We want to make sure that we're all right. How people see us, how people view us, what people think about us, and and how we come across, how we look. We are always at the centre of our own story. And Jesus then tells his story, which I'm going to read in a minute, which changed that all around. So if you've got a Bible, you can open to the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 10. Don't have a Bible. I don't know why you've come to Nuda about a Bible, but you could probably have one on your phone or something. I know some of you are probably struggling for data. Does everyone want the Wi-Fi password for in here? Hands up if you want it. Yeah. I don't have it. Um, some of you are getting excited. I'm going to have Wi-Fi all week. Luke 10, Jesus tells a very famous story called the Good Samaritan. Now, just to say, you might have heard this before, but don't just switch off and think, I know this story. Let's see what we can learn from it. Uh, Basically what happens is this, uh, a lawyer come and stood to Jesus to put him to the test, saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbour as yourself. And Jesus said to him, you've answered correctly, do this. And you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbour? Let me just stop there for a second. This lawyer, a lawyer was someone who followed all the laws of God. He was, he was bang on it. He comes to Jesus and says, What have I got to do to, to gain eternal life? And Jesus, and, you know, he says, Jesus, what do you think you've got to do? He says, oh, I love the Lord your God of all your heart, all your strength, and love your neighbour. Jesus is like, yeah, you're right. Then the guy asks him a question. Well, who is my neighbour? Who is my neighbour? You know, because love your neighbour, what does that mean? Who's my neighbour? And I, I love Jesus because instead of just answering his question, he answers his question by telling him a story. So he gets a question and says, you know what? I'll tell you a story and at the end of the story, you should figure out 
who your neighbour is. You'll be able to know who your neighbour is. So let's continue reading what Jesus says. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. And he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his, on, on his own animal and brought him to an inn to take care of him. And he, the next day he took out two denarii and he gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him. Whatever more you spend, I'll repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think provided to be a neighbour to the man who fell on the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, You go and do likewise. Now let me just give you a little bit of context. The journey from Jerusalem to Jericho is about 25 kilometres. Now you probably don't know how far that is. It maybe be like the length of this whole campsite, maybe like 15 times. So it's quite, it's quite a long time. It's a long journey. And it was a rocky road. It was a road where a lot of people would get robbed. I don't know if you know places like that, but it was a lot of people that would be robbed on that road. Now Jesus tells this story about this man who, who's been beaten up and he's been robbed and he's on the side of the road. And he says that a priest walks by him. The man who's been robbed is Jewish and the priests were Jewish. Priests were people who kept the law, who did good things, who we expect to be kind of noble, good people. You think that'd stop. He sees him and he walks on by. Maybe he's having a busy day. Maybe he thought, you know what, I've got things to get on with. I've got to go here and there or, or whatever. But for whatever reason, the priest sees this man beaten up and he doesn't want it to be his problem. He doesn't want to get involved. So he walks on by, he leaves him. Then a Levite turns up. Now, a Levite was someone who, again, was a, was a, was a Jewish person. So it was someone who knew them. Someone who, was, who, who they'd expect them to stop for. It'd be like if, you're in, if, if you've been beaten up and you're on the side of the road and someone in your form at school walks past. It's like, I know, you know who I am. Like we're, we're kind of, we should be cool. You're not an enemy or anything, but they just keep on walking by. So these two people walk past. And these were people that were expected to be godly, holy, people that kept the laws of God, that followed all the rules. But when they see someone who's beaten up on the side of the road, they thought, no, I'm just going to keep it moving. Then he tells us about a Samaritan. Now, Samaritans were enemies of the Jews, if you like. Jewish people thought that they were, they were dirty, that they were no good. And that Samaritan people, they didn't want to know Jews. They didn't want to mix with them. It's a bit like, I don't know, if, in my school we used to have like, rivalries with other schools I don't know if that still goes on but when I was in school there would be kids from even if they went to that school you're like I don't really want to associate myself or know them or maybe from another area there's kids from another area you don't want to know them that, they, there was bad blood between them they did not get on and really for a Samaritan if you walk past seeing a Jew really you should be thinking you know what good he deserves it I hope, you know what I mean I hope, they, I hope they beat him up glad and just leave him by and think you know what forget him but a Samaritan not only does he stop he, he probably had loads of things to do. The Samaritan who had every reason to keep on walking, who had every reason to overlook him, who had every reason to pretend that he didn't see him, who had every... Just on that, by the way, have you ever done that thing where you see someone you know and you pretend you've not seen them? You look at your phone. We've all done it, innit, where you see someone and you think you just, just keep walking. I've done it loads this week, probably to some of you. 
Um, you know, we do it all the time. We pretend we don't see This Samaritan, he had every excuse to pretend that he's not seen him. He's someone who's been rejected, who's seen as filthy and dirty and, and, and the lowest of the low, but he chooses to stop. He walks towards him. You know what? Just before we move on, isn't that the same for us? You and I are that person on the side of the road. We're sometimes beaten up, sometimes we're low, sometimes we're hurt, sometimes we're hurting. And you know what God does? He walks towards us. He doesn't walk away from us. He doesn't keep on walking past us. We serve a God who comes towards you. No matter how dirty you are, no matter how down you feel about yourself, no matter how many people who else walk past you, people who judge you or think, no, God walks towards you even when you're broken and when you're down. And that's the first thing that I want you to know about this story. When you read this story, it's very easy for us to think, you know what, I need to be the good Samaritan. Before you're the good Samaritan, you're the Jew on the side of the road who's been beaten up and robbed and you're in need of a saviour and that's what God does for you. He comes and he picks you up, he puts you on his animal and he goes and he gives you shelter and care. That's the story of the good Samaritan. But what the Samaritan does is remarkable and this is what I want us to focus on. He takes him to an inn, it's like a local hotel, a bed and breakfast and he takes him there and he gives of his money Two denarii, that's like two days' wages. Two days' work. He says, you know what, I'm going to pay for him to be putting an in. And then he says to him, whatever it costs, I don't care what it costs to get him up and running. I don't care what it costs to look after this bloke. Whatever it costs you, I want you I'll come back tomorrow and I'll pay you whatever I owe. This Samaritan was willing to give up his time, he's willing to give up his money, and he's willing to give up his reputation. Why did you stop for that Jewish person? Because I needed to stop for him. He didn't care what people thought about what he was doing. He didn't care if it cost him money. And he didn't care if it cost him time. Those are some of the things that we value. Time, money and reputation. Those are often the things that I, I value. Those are how we use that. He says, no, I'm going I'm to use that to help this guy out. I'm going to take him. And then Jesus uses that story. And then in the end, he comes and he, and, and he ends up obviously being all right. And I've been thinking a lot about the inn in the story. Because you know the inn in... Hands up if you... I assume all of you have come with a church, right? You've all come here with a church. You know the inn in that story. That's what the church is supposed to be like. The church is supposed to be a place where the broken people come and they're fixed up. The people that are hurting and damaged. The people that no one else really wants to associate with. The people that people walk past. The church is supposed to be where they can come and we fix them up. Jesus said that himself. And so I guess part of the the challenge for all of us, and this is the challenge for me as well, I'm not here saying that I've got this all right, because truth be told, if I was on a busy day, I'd probably walk past. But all of us, we have to get out of the mentality to realise that if we want to follow Jesus, I want to follow Jesus, I don't know about you, maybe you're here thinking, I don't really want to follow, I want to follow Jesus. I want to give my life to follow him, I want to be a Christian, that's what it means. If you want to follow Jesus... He says, well, one of the things that you need to do is you need to stop thinking just about yourself and that the world revolves around you. And there's moments in your life when you need to think of others. In fact, every moment of your life, you need to think of others before yourself. Jesus said it himself. He says that he did not consider a quality of God something to be grasped, but he humbled himself and he came and he lived on the earth as a servant. He washed feet. He was a, he was a carpenter. And so as you kind of go through, even through this week, even as you go back, what are the opportunities that you have to be a good Samaritan to others? Now, to be a good Samaritan, let me be clear, it costs something. 
It costs you something to be a good Samaritan to others. To, to look out for others can cost you reputation, popularity. To choose to go and sit with the person that no one else wants to sit with. To choose to go and be mates with the person no one else wants to be mates with. To choose to, to do things, to put yourself out of your way to help others. It can cost you. It, cost you, it might have cost you money. You might give some things away. You might, see, you, you might give away money. It might cost you your time. You might say, you know what, I've got things that I want to do, but I'm, I'm going to invest and I'm going to spend time with this person. I'm going to help them out. I'm going to stop. But like I said, it might also cost you your reputation. Going and chatting with that person. No one really chats to them. Going and sitting with that kid in school who looks like they're having a difficult time. No one really does that, and you might get some stick for it. You probably will. Or you might miss out on that other fun thing that's going on. Oh, but this was going on at lunch. All right, cool. But how can you love your neighbour? The, the man of the law asked Jesus a question, and I'll finish by saying this before I get my friends up. He asked him a question. He says, who is my neighbour? And Jesus' story replied to him. He switches it, he flips it and says, it's not about who is your neighbour. He basically says to him, no, you need to be a neighbour. You need to be a neighbour to everyone. It's not, oh, who is, oh, he's my neighbour, she's my neighbour, not him. No, be a neighbour to, to anyone and everyone. Even on this campsite, be a neighbour. To your family and your friends, be a neighbour. To people that you don't know, be a neighbour. That's what, that's what it means to be a Christian. It means to be sacrificial and say, my life is not my own. And so that's kind of just give you a bit of an intro to the story and kind of what it's all about. And so what I want to do, why don't you just make some noise? I've got three friends that are going to come up, uh, Jordan, Janelle and Alice. Why don't you just give them a round of applause as they come and join us? Take a seat. What I'm going to do is, is I just thought that rather than me just whittling on and talking for half an hour and you not getting bored, I'll just talk for a little bit and give you the story and then we're just going to kind of have some questions and, and get you to really see what other people have got to say. And, and if you think you want to ask questions at the end, we might have time to do that. But one of the things that um, I thought I would just ask all three of you is in a world, in a culture where we're so self-obsessed of just about ourselves, how have you had to fight that battle how have you kind of, you know, how is it for you living in that culture? How have you come to kind of live some of these principles of what Jesus says? So I'll just pass the mic along. So I'm Ali, as Joe said, and I think, um, so I'm 27 and grown up knowing Jesus. I'm so grateful for that. But wherever you are and whoever you are, you always go through that battle of identity because we, as Joe said, we live in this world where whatever we look at our phones, they have ability to take selfies. It's all about me, me, me. And it's so hard to battle. And through your teenage years is when you try and find your identity. And I know for me personally, it's been going on a journey of believing that I'm a child of God. And that can sound really simple, but if it's only in your head and you don't believe it deep down and everything I do, everything I am, who God's made me, I'm his daughter. And I'm not just a daughter, I'm a daughter of a king who's got everything. I can have access, as Lou said last night, access all areas. And I just feel like that's what it is. It's a simple truth, but it's a truth that can change everything. It changes your outlook. And I know personally for me, the things that I really battled with was I wanted affirmation from people. I wanted people to like me. Um, and like I said, I've always walked with Jesus. But through secondary school, I wanted to be that kind of popular person or what, what do they think of me? And even now I think that, like, what does that person think of me? And we have to find our identity in God and we have to know his love and know that it changes who we are and our calling for that to affect other people. As we were saying, actually, if we're going to, change people and look after our neighbour we have to know that truth for ourselves first 
Yeah, no, that's really good. Um, hi guys, yeah, my name's Jordan. Um, so I'm 23, so I'm a little bit younger. And um, I think one of one of the things that I always found was, yeah, sort of all throughout school, I played football, you know, I was good at football, athletics, did all the sports, um, you know, it was always the thing where perhaps I was probably at the front of that crowd in terms of, you know, ah, oh, this is Jordan, he's really good at football, he's really good at this. Um, and I guess I had to sort of battle with, okay, I, you know, I understand this truth. Um, and I think actually, to be honest, that one of the first things is knowing what truth is. It's un- like understanding what the model of truth is. And then, you know, for me, I would always have conviction towards, you know, if I'm drifting from that truth, understanding what God's promises are for me, um, I would have to always realign. So, so I remember for me, like, like year 11, for example, at Twitter, um, social media, I'm sure many of you have Twitter and Instagram. And, um, you know, I'd had quite a lot of followers on there. And I realized that over time, for example, I, the, the substance of what I was talking about was, it, it wasn't bad, but was it honoring God? Was it taking away from my time? Was it actually benefiting my life? And, you know, I'd have to always sort of look at this and say, uh, no, it's not. So for me, actually, one of the sacrifices that, that came of that was like, actually, this isn't benefiting me in any way. So I, you know, I got rid of, inst- sorry, got rid of Twitter. Um, because I realised all it is is a distraction. Um, and although it wasn't necessarily bad, and you know, it's not bad in its own right, it was a decision that I had to make in order to bring me closer to truth rather than you know, ha- let it have the opportunity to take me away from it. So, yeah. Um, I'm Janelle, and I'm 25. I had to think about that. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, when Joe first asked this question, I was like, oh, I'm not, like, self-obsessed. Like, I like I would always put myself out there for people. Um, but I think it's in situations that I feel comfortable in. Um, and as soon as I don't feel comfortable, I'm a bit like, oh, actually, like, I'm thinking about myself. And I think one of the, um, one of the things that I struggle with at the moment is um, if God's talking to me and, um, like, say a picture or word or something to give to someone, um, instead of me just... Uh, like having faith that this is from God and going to speak go to speak to that person I'll be like mm, no I don't think I'm going to do it and I, instead of me putting that person first and you, God using me to go and give that person a word I put myself first and I'm like actually no and I think that comes from like the fear of being um, like rejected or like if I get it wrong but I think even if you did get it wrong it's more about obedience in that um, situation and um, yeah as I said like it's not about me um, and another thing that I struggle with that's away from like kind of like the Christian kind of world well not Christian everything's Christian but like is um, social media so um, I have a love-hate relationship um, for social media um, I love posting photos um, but I do struggle with when I come across photos that are very just just faces um, so one of the things that I found difficult is um, speaking to some of my friends here is um, when I go onto Instagram and there's a picture of someone and underneath the picture and this if you do that this, this is fine it's literally I just have like my little little you know niggles um, is when there'll be like a Bible verse underneath it like of a f- picture of someone and I'm like. I basically am a bit like, oh, okay, like, I get it. Like, you're obviously, like, obviously spreading, like, the gospel. But then I just sometimes think the picture is so... It, like, it just doesn't 
fit in my mind. And I think that I'm a bit like, um, I'm just very cautious now when I post stuff because I'm like, everything we post, and it's because of the world that we live in, like we're such a visual world. Um, I'm just a bit like, like the other day I went to Portugal with my mum and um, I was really happy that we got to go to Portugal and I posted on Instagram and instead of me posting a photo of her on her birthday, I decided to post a picture of myself in Portugal and I was just like what like do you know what is this about and it's not a bad thing but at the same time I think we have to consider why we're posting stuff um and what we're trying to get from it and is it more good that we're like is it Jesus that we're trying to show from it or if it's, or if it's more of ourself um so yeah. no, good let's be real for a minute and talk a bit about social media then um just so I get a bit of a straw poll hat how many people in here use some form of social media? I'll be surprised if I see no hands go up. Um, so how many people have an Instagram or Snapchat account? Oh, I should put my hand down, actually. I'm one of them guys who don't have it, but um, my wife does, so I just look on hers. Um, so it's cool. But when it comes to social media, because that's one of the things, if you told people like however many years ago, and I didn't have the internet and that, but that we would have pages on the internet dedicated to ourselves they would have just thought that was a little bit crazy. Like, you're going to have sometimes multiple. Like, this is all about what you're doing and your life. So, now I'm not here to bash social media. That's not, that's not what I'm doing. But what I thought it would be great, obviously you guys all use social media, I think, to just chat a little bit about when it comes to living in a culture that is self-obsessed, how do we, how do we navigate and use social media in a way that doesn't just become me, 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 and I want everyone to see my life but in a healthy way that becomes about, listen, you know, social media is a tool that we can use. So, yeah, just any comments that you've got now, I think will be good. Yeah, I think, like, we've always, obviously, Instagram, Snapchat, all those things are quite new, but even growing up without them as a teenager, we've always been self-obsessed, and those things have aid, have put a fuel on the fire of, like, let's be more self-obsessed. And um, I know for me, like, I'm not, I don't really post that much, but if I'm with a friend, or I'm not really one that takes a selfie and then puts it on Instagram, but it is so tempting. And like Janelle was saying, it's why are you posting that photo, and what do you want from it? So is it that you're feeling a bit insecure that day, and you want to just put a nice selfie, put a filter on, what comments am I going to get, how many likes have I got with that photo, or is it out of a kind of a good place that you're in um, and I know for me one of my friends she's um she was really challenged about Instagram and she has like a little timer on her Instagram um, app so she'll set herself a time um, maybe like half an hour a day so she doesn't just scroll through Instagram and then it will just basically say your time's up on her Instagram app and then it'll be like right now I kind of I need to kind of assess this and am I gonna click okay or am I gonna go okay just get rid of the time and go on it and that's when you can kind of tell like am I being obsessed with looking at insta and it's such a good tool so what are we posting on there if you've got so many followers loads of your friends from school are on there post stuff about Jesus post verses that maybe get them inquisitive about what does that mean or share a testimony or something that is really positive and we can use it in a way that we can share the love of God through stories or through comments or something that you've read and it can be a tool to really help people maybe find Jesus as well yeah um so yeah I, I use Instagram um largely as my sort of only social media um I think yeah social media in itself is you know as Ali said all of these things self-obsession has been around for for years it's just taken different forms and you know social media is just a, a mechanism to fuel that now because it's it's so easy so accessible um but you know for example myself i initially actually ran i had a business i used to run um and that derived from instagram 
So I, I would actually only used to use Instagram to run my business and then that linked to Twitter as well. You know, so I guess there's different forms in which you can use Instagram, sorry, social media um, that aren't necessarily bad. But I think, yeah, it just comes down to, you know, wh- why? What are you posting? What is the message you're trying to portray? What, what is underlying? And actually, it's a really it's an honest question you have to ask, ask yourself. Because, you know, face value, you might say, oh, you know, it's a nice photo. But, you know, underlying to that is perhaps you... I know you've got something you want to show it off or, you know, you have to be honest with yourself and say, actually, what what effect does this have? You know, you need to take responsibility in that sense and be like, okay, even, you know, how is this portrayed? What what message is this portraying? You know, is this what, is this how I want my perception to be? Um, because, you know, and it's what perception um, is almost reality. Uh, and obviously, you know, your intention in your heart might not necessarily be there, but, you know, it's, it's things to consider. Um yeah yeah um so yeah i think one thing that can help is um being aware of the pages that you follow on instagram um so if you are you know continuously if you've got loads of people who i guess post selfies or i mean like we said overall it's quite a self-absorbed like um social media is quite self-absorbed anyway but i think if you um yeah you have to be careful what you're feeding yourself like your mind and your soul so i think at the moment i follow kind of a lot of um god versus pages and like they're not like i say it and you're like oh yeah she's gonna have a quote here and there but there's this really cool um so i really like photography and like graphicy and really nice cool things but there's this um there's these few churches in America that I found and they basically, they're called like pro-church media and they've like just made things just a little bit more creative looking. So visually it looks amazing. Um, and I think looking at that in the morning or looking at that before I go to bed at night, it just, especially in the morning, like it just helps set you on your way. Obviously read your Bible and pray if that's what you do in the morning. Um, but I think that, um, yeah, you just really need to be cautious of what you're feeding yourself because even if you don't think you're taking it in, your soul, it's, your spirit is definitely um, responding to it. Just, just sorry, just one other thing as well. Um, still the mic. <laughs> I like talking. <laughs> um, you know, with with social media, ultimately it's information. You know that you're you're receiving, and whether you realise it or not, everything that you look at, everything that you read, everything that even you hear, is you know has a subconscious effect on you. So whether or not you're you know, you think it's good or bad, it will have an effect. But what you need, really need to sort of take into account is actually um, that will have, well, what, what effect does it have? Is it positive? Is it negative? Um, and actually, you have to be really disciplined. You know, as Ali said, her friend puts the, the little timer. Even something as simple as that can help, you know, manage your time. Because one of the, the, the big distractors of social media is, is time. Like, how many times do you come in from school, work, uh, look at one video on Facebook or Insta and then scroll to the next, scroll to the next, scroll to the next. Next thing you know, it's 20 minutes, half an hour, even a couple of hours in the evening's done because you've just been sitting there, you know, wasting time. How could that time be allocated elsewhere? So, You know, sometimes I think about, I've said this before, like if Jesus was alive now, what his Instagram would be like. <laughs> Hands up if you think Jesus would have an Instagram account. Hands up if you think he wouldn't. I wonder, like, if he did, what sort of stuff he'd post on there. Like, would he just be preaching or would he just be, like, just out for some bread and fish? Or, like, would he, I don't know, like, would he be putting selfies of himself, like, just out of fresh trim, that kind of thing? 
don't think I don't think he'll be doing that. But I do wonder, like I don't know. Maybe it's just when I'm bored. I think, oh, imagine if Jesus, if Instagram, if Instagram was around back then, would Jesus just be rolling with Instagram and putting things out there? And I think I said this a couple of years ago. Like, what would he put as his name? Like, would it just be Jesus Christ, uh, and that's it? Or you know, who knows? But um, how you use social media? Like, I'm not here to tell you how to use social media, and that's not not what we're trying to do. But I think in all things. Like everything in life, there's opportunities that you have to become more self-obsessed. And social media continually can make us just think more about ourselves. And so there's even ways, even like Janelle said, there's ways to use social media to promote others. To be like, rather than like, you know, just to put photos of myself all the time, on this person's birthday, I'm going to put a photo up of them and just a little prayer. And say, you know what, I just, this is not, this post is not about me, it's just about saying this, this person's, or this person's just passed this, this person's done this, I just want to show them some love. And so just making it so that it's not all about you and it's not all about your achievements and what you're doing in your day, but to say, no, I'm going to use it to show other people some love. So one of the other things I just want to just get some information from from you guys is we spoke about the Good Samaritan this morning, but what does it look like on a daily to walk and to, to what does it look like to be a Good Samaritan? Like if you're going to follow Jesus, follow Christ and you want to do that, what, what does that look like every day for you, for us as, as people here? Too, but you yeah, might as well mix it up a little bit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think to for, for myself, um, I think part of that being a, a good Samaritan, it, it begins with um, it begins with the word. It begins with truth. Um, for me, that means starting my day, you know, with a renewed mind, because again, you know, you consume so much information. You speak to people. You do lots of different things throughout a day. Um, you not necessarily being fed with truth so it's like you know how do i reset um and where do i reset to do i reset to instagram or do i reset to my friend or do i reset to the word of god um so for me actually that's you know so there's a bible verse in romans 12 it's um offer your body uh, as a living sacrifice um and body means you know heart soul mind so what you're consuming everything um and you know for me i, th- I think just having that reset to be like actually no god this is what this is what you want for me today um lord i'm going to follow you today i'm going to die to myself and and you know go go according to your will today that that is part of it because then actually rather than necessarily thinking in maybe a self-obsessed way it's actually no you know lord what you know what would you do what what is it you want for me today what what should i be doing today um and i think yeah you know i would encourage you if you're not reading your word dig into your word because there's, there's so much truth and actually even on my three sort of books of the bible romans uh, proverbs and ecclesiastes uh if they, i say it, blueprint for life and that there's, there's so much truth and wisdom packed into those three verses it's a it's a good starting point to go from um but yeah, and i'd say uh, living living your life as as a as a living sacrifice yeah putting putting others first ultimately um what what jesus did you know love one another love your neighbor love your lord your god um and having that as your core you know your foundation everything you do stems from there rather than anything else um yeah um so i'm going to go to my quotes um so there's this quote by c.s lewis that says um humility is not thinking less of yourself it's thinking of yourself less and i think that's really hard in this um well, in life in general, because everything is plastered about self-care. And self-care is very important. Um, I think it's good to make sure that, depending on what you're offering out to someone, that you're in a good place. 
um, because you need to make sure that you're kind of not empty before you start giving out more of yourself. Um, but I think for me, one of the um, a Bible verse, which I've got here, one of the Bible verses that I've really been challenged with personally is um, above all, it's 1 Peter 4, 8, to nine above all love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins offer hospitality to one another without grumbling and the bit that gets me is without grumbling because I could do something but doesn't necessarily mean that I've wanted to do it and um, I just feel like and that could be for someone else but I feel like um, it's all about a heart transformation thing like of you wanting to do something so I don't know if my if someone's like oh yeah I'm going out and I need company to go to Nando's I'm gonna come with you um because you know I'm thinking of you but also thinking of myself but if someone wants me to help bring the shopping up I'm like "Mm," because I'm thinking about me and I think yeah like I said one of the things that I've been challenged with day to day even like walking to work there's a lot of things that I see on my way to work that I'm like oh I could help with that I could you know just you know, just go and speak to that person or, you know, in London, there's these people who are homeless who hold, who hold a magazine called the, um, the Big Issue. And there's this guy who I see every morning without fail, who basically is like, good morning, have a nice day. He literally says the same thing like for ages. And he like has his thumb out and like literally no one kind of like smiles at him. And I'm like walking past him every day and I'm like, oh, do you know, all you have to do is smile. Like, it's just a smile. And I'm like, oh, no, but everyone else is looking like I don't want to smile at him. No one else is looking. But I think like things like that is challenging. And like if I didn't want it, I would want it to come from a genuine place and not just to do it because I'm like feeling sorry for him, if that makes sense. So I think, yeah, it's it's hard to put people um, uh, to think of yourself a bit less and make sure that you're putting people in the, in the center, I guess. Um, but it's something that Jesus calls us to do. So, yeah. I think we have to kind of go back to basics and realize um, and know what God's done for you first, because if you don't come from that place and you're not going to want to kind of share his love or you won't understand how God's love can transform someone else who you're walking past or who's needy or who you God's put you in your path to be the good Samaritan to so I think first of all we have to like Joe said we, we were that Jew on the floor and someone and Jesus walked past us picked us up washed our shame away and that now we can do the same for others um and I think for me one of the lessons I've learned is just doing it in the ordinary so I think um God can put so many opportunities in our way in day-to-day life at school. Who's that person that sits on their own or who's that teacher that everyone kind of shouts at or doesn't, isn't nice to or isn't kind to? What small things can you do each day to show God's love? And that is so important that actually people will notice there's something different about you. And that's the love of God, the love of what Jesus has done for you and that you can go out and then show it in little ways. And I work with homeless young people and that is so hard sometimes to love them unconditionally when repeatedly they do things over and over again. But I'm like, no, Jesus, you did that for me. You loved me and you still love me when I do stupid things and make those mistakes over and over again and it happens every day in my life but actually I've got because I know God's love and what he's done for me then I can show that to other people and maybe it's like buying someone shopping or saying smiling to that guy on the street or asking God for those opportunities God give me those people that you want me to show your love to you today so yeah in the ordinary and knowing God's love for you first that's brilliant why don't we just show some love to these three for being on our panel thank you guys thank you It all sounds nice and easy and all sounds very good when we sit here and talk about it like this and about what it means to not put ourselves first and be a 
to try and be those who are continually looking to the needs of others before ourselves. And so I'm going to pray for us in a moment, but I just want to challenge you, even this week, you'll be surprised how many opportunities there are to think of others before yourself. So all of you are probably going to leave here and go and eat lunch, and there's going to be fights, and there's going to be moaning about who's on the washing up team and all that sort of thing. There's opportunities to serve people and say, you know what, I'm not going to be thinking about uh, where I want to go and what I want to do. I'm not going to put my needs above that. I'm going to volunteer to do this. Or I'm going to help with that. Or this person has got this. Sometimes we want to think of the big grand things, but it's in the small daily things. It's in the small daily things where we continually say, I'm, I'm going to train. I'm not just going to put myself first. Not so I can say, oh, look at me. I'm, I'm not putting myself first. But to say, no, I, I just want to humbly serve others. This is what Jesus is saying in this story. He's saying, listen, just don't look out for yourself before other people. Just humbly serve other people. Not to get a reward, not to get a prize. Just because if we follow God and we know what he's done for us, then our response is, no, I want to love God and I want to love people. That's all it is. That's all Christianity is about. There's, there's, there's so many things we can say, but two things is love God and love people. That's all it is. And so this week, how can you love people? People on your campsite, people not on your campsite. I'm not doing that cheesy Christian thing when you go around saying, give me a hug and that sort of thing. That stuff annoys me. Well, don't annoy me, it's just not my thing. But if that's, the, if that's what you're going to do, cool, do what you've got to do. But, it's, but how can you this week show people love? How can you reach out to people? How can you continue to say, it's not going to be about me, but it's going to be about others? Why? Because of what Christ has done for me in my life. Amen? Why don't we stand together? I just want to pray for us. I don't know where you're at, and, and in these moments we think, oh, that's right, we're just going to pray and finish. No, we're not. I just want to spend some time just praying for you. And so I just want to ask you, why don't you just close your eyes? There's nothing mystical about closing your eyes. It just helps you stop being distracted by everything else that's going on around you. And why don't we just lift our hands before the Lord and just, just allow him to come and even speak to us? I just want to pray for each one of us now as we as we kind of go through this. We know that we don't do this on our own, but that we have the power of the Holy Spirit who enables us and empowers us to do that. And so I'm just going to pray and just, maybe you're in a position where you're thinking, you know what, uh, this is just really where I'm at. I'm, I'm, I'm a selfish person. I'm, I'm selfish and I want God to just uh, do something in me by His Spirit. Or maybe actually you feel that you want even this story of the Good Samaritan, maybe in this moment you feel like God's putting on your heart to be someone who looks out for the broken. Maybe you think, actually, God's, gonna, God's putting something on your heart even now and say, no, if I see someone a Samaritan, I would want to stop. I would want to love them and show them grace and mercy. I want to look out for the most disadvantaged. I want to look out for the people that no one else looks out for. Maybe God's going to put something, even by his Holy Spirit, just come and say, you know what, I'm, gonna, I'm calling you to do this. Maybe God, even in this moment now, I'm going to pray, will call, be calling you to another nation. So uh, I'm putting on your heart now another nation. I want you to, I want you to go to, 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 to another nation to be a Samaritan to other people. I want you to go to another place of the world. I want you to go to another city. I want you to go to another, another area. I want you to uproot and go and be a good Samaritan. Maybe that's what he's calling you to do. So let's just, let's just wait for the Holy Spirit to come amongst us. We say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. I pray, come, come and speak to us. 
Come and reveal yourself to us, to your sons and daughters here. Come and speak life to us. Come and, come and convict us. Come and show us where you want us to go. We say, come Holy Spirit. We say, come Lord. Let's just wait. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Let's just wait in his presence. Let's just wait in his presence. Let's not be distracted by anything. Come Holy Spirit. I just want to create an opportunity. I I believe that there's some people here, maybe in this room, when I talk about going to another nation, when I talk about going to another part of this country, when I talk about helping the most needy and the most desperate at heart to do that, that you believe that's what God's calling you to do. If that's you right now, just raise your hand for me, please. Just raise your hand. If you're maybe one of the team, can you just come and some people over here? There's quite a few hands up. Can we just come and pray for some people, please? If you're, particularly like I said, I really feel like there's, it's, it's, it's this missionary to another nation. There's people here this morning that God is saying, no, I'm calling you to, there's just a young man here, can someone just come and pray with his brother here, please? God is called, so no, he's putting on your heart, this is where, he's breaking your heart for, for the injustice that you see around the world. Again, don't miss the moment. If that's you and, and no one's prayed for you, just put your hand up. We'd love just to come and pray with you in this moment. And now I, I, I just want to pray just generally for all of us when it comes to this being a good Samaritan. Listen, let me be real with you. This is something that I struggle with regularly. My nature, as all of us, is to be selfish. That is, that is just what I'm like. I continually think of myself. This is what I'm like. I've got to be honest with you. That... Each day I have to fight this battle, think, no, I, I don't want to, you know, if there's, oh, can someone volunteer to do this? I think, I don't want to do that. So I, I won't put my hand up. But I've been even challenged, even writing, even knowing that I'm going to come and speak to you about this. How can I come and say this? Maybe that's what you're like. If you be honest with yourself, maybe that's what you're like. Yeah, naturally, I'm a little bit selfish. People ask me to do things, I think, oh, that's long. Let me just pray for us. I believe that God can. God is about a change, transformation in our lives. That He's continually. The Bible says He's changing us from one degree of glory to another. That He's making us more and more like His Son. So, let's, if that's you, why don't we? Let's just stand before Him. I'm just going to pray for you. You don't need anyone to pray with you in this moment, but this is just between us and the Lord. Let me just pray, Heavenly Father. I thank you for this story that you've given us through Your Word. I thank you that we were that. That Jew on the side of the road, beaten and, and, and left, and that you stopped for us, that you moved towards us, that you have shown us grace and mercy and love that we do not deserve. And so, Lord, I want to pray for every person in this tent. Will you help us? Help us today, even as we leave and go and have a bit of lunch. Help us tonight. Help us through this week to be a people who think of others before ourselves. Help us to be those who love you with all of our heart and our strength. But help us to love neighbours. Help us to be a neighbour. Not just to be a neighbour to the people that we like or our friends or our mates. 
but to be a neighbour to no one else wants to be a neighbour to. Help us, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, because we need it. We pray in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, listen, friends, if, if you're still thinking, you know what, I'd love just to be prayed for. There's just some things I want to talk through. Then just stick around. We'd love to chat with you. We've got some people about. If you're still being prayed for about uh, the mission, going to be a missionary, maybe you're in this nation or another nation. And I just want to quickly say, just before you go, that when I talk about being a missionary, I'm just talking about being called to somewhere else. Every single one of you are missionaries. I just want to remind you of that, that. Every single one of us are missionaries. Whether it's in another nation or in your own school, you're a missionary in your school, in your home, in your street. So don't go away thinking the people that have responded, they're the missionaries. But maybe God's just speaking to them about going somewhere else. So as you go, go and be a missionary on the campsite this week. Show love to others. Be a Samaritan. Love God. Love people. Uh, and we look forward just to seeing you even through the rest of this week in the seminar stream. If you could just leave quietly just to, you know, help those that are being prayed for us so and not disturb them, that would be a blessing. Thank you, guys.